Well, good morning, everyone. My name is John. I am so glad that you're joining us. However it is that you're joining us, if you're watching uh, live on Sunday morning, if you're watching on YouTube, whenever it is during the week, if you're out listening to the podcast, uh, stay safe if you're running or walking or driving. Uh, but I'm so glad that you're joining us uh, today. Uh, so we're in a series right now, and we've been for the last couple weeks talking about this idea of being in a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And what we mean by this is that we want every single person to be in a relationship that's it's more than just a friendship. It's more than just, you know, girlfriends getting together. It's more than just buddies hanging out. But it's a regular time where you're getting together with someone else where, amongst other things, you're asking some pretty personal questions. Uh, questions like this. Uh, questions like, how are you doing really? You're not just like, you know, peripheral, you know, but like deep down, you know, the, the bottom part of the iceberg. How, how are you doing really? Uh, or maybe a question like this. Uh, how, how are things going financially right now? Like really? Like I, 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 the debt, you know, the, the, the income, the, you know, the expenses going on. And, you know, that's something we don't, you know, share for whatever reason with a lot of people. But like someone needs to know, like, how are you doing uh, with your finances? Or how are you doing relationally? Uh, how's it going with, you know, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister? You know, I, how's stuff going with the kids? Uh, how's stuff going with, the, you know, that guy you're starting to see or that girl you're starting to see? Or, you know, how's things really in the marriage? Uh, or maybe it's just, you know, how are things going with, you know, whatever that thing is, you know? Uh, and maybe it's something that's come up in the process of you getting to know each other a little bit deeper. You know, maybe, maybe it's anger. Uh, maybe it's, you know, sleep. Uh, maybe it's something with your health. Uh, maybe it's something that you need someone who's going to ask you. Uh, or here's, here's the last one. This is one of my favorite questions over the last little bit, and I, I stole this from someone else, but I think it's a great question. Is uh, What question do you hope I don't ask you? Isn't that a great question? Just like, I mean, you got something, right? That you're just like, all right, yeah, no, I'll talk about finances. I'll talk, you know, but it's like, oh, I hope she doesn't. I hope he doesn't ask about this. And, and you need someone who's bold enough, who loves you enough, who's deep enough into your life to ask these kind of questions. And what we want to talk about today is a question I think you should ask on a regular basis has to do with uh, your time, has to do with your busyness, has to do with your stress. Because one of the things that I found when I really start asking people or even when people ask me, hey, how are you doing really? A regular answer to that is, I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm burnt out. I'm just, I just feel like I'm so overwhelmed right now. And so many people, one of the biggest things in their life is they just feel like just with everything going on in life, with everything in their schedule, maybe with everything from COVID, they just feel so tired and so burnt out. And that's, that's not a good thing. Because especially those of us who have decided that we're going to follow Jesus with our lives, like that's not the way we are intended to live. Uh, something that uh, Jesus said, in, uh, as recorded by John, he said that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. That's, you know, what Satan comes to do. But I have come that you may have life and life to the full. But one of the things that we believe about this Jesus thing is that he wants us to live a life 
that is full. And that doesn't mean a life where everything is going the way it's supposed to go. Most characters in the Bible, their life is not going the way that is easy or everything is coming together. But there is a way in which you can live your life where you just, you approach the day and you're not tired, you're not worn out, you're just, you just feel full. Uh, here's how it uh, works in my life. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm full, I it's, it's like my cell phone, you know? Uh, when I'm full, I, I'm, I'm patient. Me, I mean, it's not that my kids are behaving any better than they ever behave. It's just I'm, I'm just more patient with it. It's not that other people are driving better than they normally drive. I just, I can just handle it. I'm just, I'm just patient. Uh, when I'm full, I'm attentive to the needs of others. I actually notice that other people might, I might let someone else go in front of me. I see the other, you know, I see one of my neighbors might need some help. Uh, I make better decisions food and rest choices, because I mean, when I'm burnt out, I, mean, I just eat junk. But like when, I, when I'm full, I'm able to actually make better choices that help me to stay full. And maybe most importantly, I'm more attentive to the whispers of the Holy Spirit. We, we believe that God's always talking to us. And when I'm just so busy, when I'm frantic, when I'm stressed, I just, I can't hear anything that God is telling me. But when I'm full, it's amazing all of a sudden the things that I think he's telling me all the time, but now all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, now I can hear it. Where on the other hand, uh, when I'm empty, when I'm just running on fumes, I get angry way too easy. I mean, it's, I mean, my, my kids didn't mean it. They were just, I mean, they, they, they just said this little thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, this driver cut me in. It, you know, it, it wasn't even that big of a deal, but like my reaction to it was so over the top. I mean, it's just spilled milk, you know. It, it's just that, you know, the, the waiter was taking a little bit too long. But I just, when I'm empty, I just find myself like blowing off way too easy. I find that I blame other people. It's never my fault when I'm running on fuel. It's everyone else's fault. It's their problem. Uh, I have no sense of gratitude. I find ways to numb the pain, to try to just make it through the day. Uh, I'm resentful and I'm irritated. And we are not called to live that way. And so before we go on, a question for you to ask in your house. Uh, maybe if you're with someone else, you can answer it with them. Uh, but which of these two are you? Uh, how are as you look through this past week, maybe as you look at just how you're feeling today, are you more on the full end where you just feel like, I, 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 no, no matter what, I don't know what this week is going to entail. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just, I feel ready. I just, I, I'm, I feel full. Or do you just feel like, I, if one more thing, I mean, I just, the littlest could just break the camel's back. I am just running on empty. And, and you're not supposed to live that way. And we think that, especially with the help of a one-on-one, -on -one, it's possible to live this way. Uh, to look at that today, we're going to look at, at a Bible story. Uh, it's from the book of Exodus. It's found in Exodus 18, if you want to follow along in a Bible, or if you want a, a digital, however you do that. And it's looking at uh, this guy named Moses, who I'm sure most people have probably heard of. Uh, Moses is a pretty interesting character, because he had these different kind of like almost like acts of his life, uh, and they kind of come in 40-year increments, which is kind of interesting. And so for the first 40 years of his life, he was an adopted son to Pharaoh. So he was, even though he was an Israelite, even though he was born into a slave family, he was raised in Pharaoh's household as Pharaoh's son, which would have been a, a crazy experience. But then near the end of that first 40 years of his life, 
he found himself back somehow visiting his Hebrew family. We're not even sure how that whole story took place, but somehow he was around his Hebrew family, and he saw an Egyptian beating up or hitting, being cruel to someone in his family, and something just went off in Moses, and he killed this Egyptian who, who was doing this to his family member. And it was found out, it was found out by Pharaoh, and so then Pharaoh decided he was going to kill Moses, and so Moses ran out of Egypt, and he ran away, uh, and he ended up in a place called Midian. And when he was in Midian, which is kind of in the wilderness, he ran into the daughter, and then later he ran into this guy named Jethro. And Jethro was a priest, he was a shepherd in that kind of area of, of the world outside of Egypt. And for the next 40 years, Moses lived with this guy Jethro, ended up marrying one of his daughters, had some kids, and he was a shepherd out in this place called Midian. And it's interesting, I think, when you read some of these Bible stories, because like, if you pop in on Moses during this time, I think he thought this was probably it. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm, you know, approaching 80 years old by the time he was, uh, end of his time in Midian. This is, this is just my life. This is, I'm going to live the rest of my life as a shepherd, and I'm married, and I have kids, and, it, and it's fine. But God had other plans. Uh, his story wasn't done yet. And so near the end of another 40 years while he was a shepherd working for Jethro, uh, God came to him in a burning bush and told him, I want you to go back to Egypt, and I want you to help try to deliver my people from slavery. And so you might know that story. Moses goes back to Egypt. He has all these interesting encounters with Pharaoh. Let my people go. There's all these plagues and frogs and water turning to blood, all this crazy stuff. And finally, Moses leads the nation of Israel. Some people say thousands of people. Some people People say tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. There's a few people who even say it was a million people that Moses led out of Egypt. These former slaves, these Israelites, they go out uh, through the Red Sea. God splits it, this amazing thing. And where we pick up the story, Moses is now out in the wilderness, outside of Egypt, and all of Israelite, Israel, Hebrew people are with him. And he's in charge. He, he's the guy leading them. Uh, and where our story picks up, uh, Moses, when he left Midian, when he left Jethro uh, to go back to Egypt to free the people, must have left his wife and must have left his kids with his father-in-law. thought, I, I don't know what I'm going to encounter when I get there. It might be crazy. It might be dangerous. So you guys stay here, and someday I'll call for you. And so now, months, maybe years later, <coughs> excuse me, uh, now they're out, and so now he's going to be reunited finally with his wife, with his kids, and with his father-in-law, this guy named Jethro. Uh, here's what the story says. So Jethro, who's his father-in-law, had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. I'm, I'm, bring him, we're going to be reunited. Uh, so Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they greeted each other, and then they went into the tent. So they're going to go into Moses' tent, and Jethro and Moses are going to have this conversation. So Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel, for Israel's sake, and about all the hardships that they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. And I, I love this as like a conversation because so many times when we read the Bible, it has this like, once upon a time in a land far away, and it can feel very like, you know, somewhere else. But, I mean, this, this is just kind of like two guys having like a normal conversation. Yeah, I mean, the last time, you know, that Jethro and Moses saw each other, Moses is trying to explain like, 
there was this bush and it was burning and I thought God wants me to go to Egypt and Jethro must have been like, I, oh, okay, I guess so. And like, they haven't seen each other now in months and years. And now all of a sudden, here's Moses standing there with all these former slaves out in the middle of the wilderness and they go in this tent and Jethro's like, oh my gosh, like, tell me the story. Like, what happened? And Moses is telling him everything that happened. You know, I stood in front of Pharaoh, and I threw a stick down, turned into a snake, and there was all these plagues, and we went through the Red Sea, and all the stuff that you should read for yourself in the book of Exodus. And they're just having this, like, normal son-father-in-law conversation about all this stuff that is happening. Uh, And then uh, the next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. So the next day, uh, Moses takes his father-in-law to work with him. Uh, And now, slight warning, I'm going to read my own self and personality into this story a little bit, uh, but I think it might be true of what was going on. Because if this was me, if I was Moses at this point, I, and I haven't seen my father-in-law in like a couple months, years. And like the last time I saw my father-in-law, like I was working for him. And, and I mean, he was a shepherd. And so I was just this shepherd. And now like he's seen me for the first time in a couple months, years. And like now I'm like the leader of this group of people. And, and I think what was going on is I think Moses took his father-in-law to work and he wanted his father-in-law to be pretty impressed. Uh, he was hoping that his father-in-law would be like, whoa, Moses, like, you've really, like, done well for yourself. Like, you're leading a nation now. I had no idea. I mean, my, father, my, my son-in-law is so great. You know, I'm so happy that my daughter found somebody like you. Like, look how important you are. People line up from morning till evening. Like, I, I am just so, so impressed. And I think As Moses was sitting there in this big long line of people who have come to see him all the way from morning till night, I think his reaction was hoping that his father-in-law would kind of be standing off to the corner and be like, wow, that is is impressive. Because in in my brain, maybe in yours too, if you're really important, if you're really busy, if you have a lot of people that want to see you, and if you're getting tons of emails all day, if you're getting tons of calls and texts all day, you know, if, you're, if your social media is lighting up all the time, then you must be really, really important. If you have a busy schedule, then even if it's exhausting for you, that must be a sign that you are very successful and that you are living a very impressive life. And I think that Moses was hoping that his father-in-law would think that about him. But that is not what Jethro thought. Uh, instead, said, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this that you were doing for the people? Like, what are you doing here? And then he asked a great question that I think you should ask in your one-on-one. He asked this question, why? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Why are you doing all this? Why exactly are you so, why are you working all the way from morning till night and all, why are you doing this? And I think that's a great question that all of us need to ask at some point. As we look at our schedule, especially if we feel tired, if we feel burnt out, why are you doing all of it? Uh, Why is it that you feel like you have to do every single household project around the house? What, why? Who put that pressure on you? Who told you that you needed to do that? Why are you completing every single work assignment way ahead of time? Why is it that whenever your boss asks you if you can work extra hours, you always say yes? Why? 
Why is it that whenever a travel assignment comes up, you always say yes? And even though you know you might have permission to say no, why is it that you always say yes? Why is it that you drive your kids around to all these activities? Why is it that you feel like they need to be in dance and ballet and in chess club and in ski club? And in, well, why is it that you feel like that they need to be involved in so much stuff? Uh, why do you need to do that? And here's how Moses answered this. Moses answered, because the, the people come to me. I don't know. It's, they, they come every day to, to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Uh, to me, Moses is basically just saying, hey, here's why. It's because it just, it just happened. It, it, it just, I, I don't know. I, I was just sitting here one day and I, they just started lining up. And I, I just think, I think it's my job. I just, I got to answer them. And they're all here. And so since they're all here, I guess I, I just have to answer them. And I think for a lot of us, if we why are you doing all the things you're doing? I think a lot of us would say, I, I don't know. It just, it just happened. I don't know. Like, I just started going to work, and they just started giving me stuff, and I just said yes to all of it. And they, they, I got these letters back from my kid's school, and they said, here's all these activities. Like, I guess we'll do them all. And I, I got Netflix and Hulu, and, you know, I, I thought they told me, here's all the next things you could watch. So I guess I, guess I got to stay up all night long to watch them all. I just, I, my, my schedule wasn't, my schedule wasn't planned. My schedule just happened to me. Uh, and in case you're not clear, and I'm sure you already are, here's what it looks like when your schedule just happens to you. Oh, oh sorry, I, I forgot to say, yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Pam, sorry. Uh, yeah, so here, here's why I think this is super important. is because most of you have an idea. If you were to plan out your schedule, you have an idea of what a planned schedule would look like. Uh, if you were to say, okay, what, what would a really healthy schedule look like? You know, what would it look like if like your schedule wasn't just happening to you? If you were, if you were, if you were going to have a schedule where you weren't getting burned out, if you weren't getting tired, you, you have some ideas. You'd be like, well, I, I would probably sleep more or sleep at all. Uh, I would probably eat well. Uh, I would probably take a Sabbath. I would take a regular day off. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. I might take a vacation. When was the last time you took a vacation? Uh, I would take time with God. Uh, I, I would t uh, take regular date nights uh, if you're with somebody. Uh, I would exercise. Uh, I would make time for fun to, re uh, to re uh, recreate myself. I, I know what a, a normal schedule would look like. But what happens to a lot of us is even though we know all this stuff, instead our schedule just happens. Uh, and now, here's what, here's what it looks like when a schedule just happens. Is it just all the stuff just gets like put on there. And then what happens is when you just have so many things going on in your schedule, then what gets left out is the things that you know you're supposed to do. Uh, I, I have all this going on, and so like, I, I don't have time to sleep right now. I mean, I, I, maybe a couple hours a night. I, mean, I, don't, yeah, I don't have time to eat, right? I mean, I'm going through drive throughs I'm just eating junk, you know. I, I don't know. Take a day off? Are you kidding? Like, do you see what I have going on? You take a vacation, time with God, date night, exit. And, and what happens to every single one of us is if we just let our schedule happen to us, the things we know that we should be doing, the things we know that would be healthy for us, the things we know that we know our bodies need, our spirits need, our souls need to be able to feel full, just get left off 
the schedule. And God wants something different for us. Uh, go to the next one. Uh, so, Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. Moses looks at his son-in-law with all these people, the schedule that has just happened to him, and he says, all, this is not good. And one of the reasons why I think you need to have a regular conversation in a one-on-one is because you need to have this conversation. That this is not good. You need someone who loves you enough to see your schedule to see that's not good. Uh, the crazy, you know, calendar schedule thing, like that is not good. There's a better way to live. Uh, here's what uh, Jethro says next. He says, you uh, and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You can't handle it alone. And that's something that, again, many of us know way too true from experience. That it's not just that, uh, sorry, go back, Pam. It's not just that you will wear yourself out. It's that you will wear others out too. That if you keep living this life, you're going to wear your friends out. Some of you right now, like, you have, like, worn out maybe your marriages or your dating relationship, your friends. Your schedule isn't, it's not only it's not sustainable for you, it's not sustainable for anybody. Like, it's just wearing everyone else out. Some of you, you spend a lot of your day apologizing for the same things over and over and over again. I'm so sorry that I'm late again. I'm so sorry that I missed dinner. I'm so sorry that I missed your recital, honey. I'm so sorry that I, I and someday it's going to get better. And that's another thing we do, is we make promises for the future to somehow make up for the past. I know it's so busy right now, but just, if we can just get past, you know, into the spring, you know, if we can just, you know, if I can just wait till I get this promotion, you know, once I get the degree, you know, once this happens, then somehow our schedule is going to be less crazy. But what you know is that you've made those promises before, and the schedule hasn't changed because you haven't changed, and you keep wearing yourself out, and you keep doing so much, and you're wearing yourself out, and you're wearing other people out too. So Jethro uh, looks at all this, and he looks at Moses, and here's what he says to Moses next. He says, listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. Again, that's why you need to be in a one-on-one relationship, and that's why you need to have these conversations is you need someone who knows enough about your life and your schedule to give you some advice about what you should do. Uh, and you can read for yourself in Exodus 18 about the exact advice that Jethro gives Moses, uh, but it's like advice usually is. It's pretty specific for Moses and Moses' situation, and so it's very specific advice, and that's why you need to be in a one-on-one, because you need specific advice about your schedule. But here's the, the main things that Jethro told Moses, and the same thing that maybe you need to hear about your schedule is that you need to not do everything and you need to prioritize what's important. You need to realize that you don't have to do everything. There's some things that you need to say no to. And even though someone asked, even though it's available, even though you could stay up and watch another episode, at some point you need to learn how to say no and then you need to prioritize what's important. Uh, I remember... Nine years ago now, uh, when our, our daughter was getting ready to be born, uh, Ashley and I started to have these conversations about, I, we know that like, we're going to have to like, change our lifestyle up a little bit because if we're going to make time for all this hopeful time that we want to spend with our kid, 
we're not going to be able to do everything that we were doing before. Uh, at least two of those included. Uh, I used to have a, a group of friends. I still friends, but like we had this group of friends, and every Sunday after church, we would go during football season to the recovery room, uh, the recovery room over on New Scotland Avenue, attached to the hospital there, and we would literally watch football all day long. We, we would start with the one o'clock game, we would watch the four o'clock game, we'd eat some dinner, and we would just hang out, and like our wives were hanging out, and we were hanging out. It was just, it was this great thing, and I love watching football, and I love to be able to say yes when people invite me to go to do that, back when you could do that kind of stuff. But I just knew I'm not going to be able to spend a whole weekend day watching football anymore if I'm going to be able to prioritize my daughter, if I'm going to be able to prioritize uh, my wife. Uh, another kind of stupid thing, but uh, Ashley and I used to uh, binge watch shows uh, before like binge watching was even like convenient. Uh, we used to we had a, a, a uh, what was it called a membership uh, to a place called Hollywood Video. Some of you might remember that. Uh, it was a place where you had to actually drive your car or walk, and you had to walk and you had to get a DVD or a Blu-ray, and then you had to bring it home and watch it. And so we were watching these shows, and like I remember a couple times it'd be like ten thirty at night, and we're like, ah, oh, you know, this show just ended, this big cliffhanger. Like I want to know what happened, and, and then we have to get in our car and drive to Hollywood Video so we could rent the next one, and then we drive back home, and we'd stay up till you know one, two, three in the morning. And we just knew, like, that's not going to, if we're going to prioritize what is most important to us, and not, not that watching TV shows is wrong, it's not bad. We, we just can't do everything. There's work things, school things. There's things I got to say no to now. Uh, so here's some uh, conversations that I think you need to have with your one-on-one if you're not regularly uh, having it. Uh, just a couple questions. Uh, first, is there anything you need to add to your schedule? Because that's part of where it starts off, especially in church, is we're encouraging you to, like, to add healthy habits to your life. We're asking you to add a one-on-one regular relationship to your life. Uh, this is uh, Exodus 18. Uh, soon after, this is going to be Exodus 20, where they give the Ten Commandments. And one of the Ten Commandments was about the Sabbath, this command that you're supposed to add to your schedule a day off. Uh, and there's things in your life that you know they're not there now, and you need to add. That you need to include these healthy habits. But what happens is if you add things, right, my schedule's already too crazy. That means there's going to be things I have to take away. Well, what are things that, like, I just, and maybe, like, they're not bad things. I, but if I'm going to include these healthy habits in my life, I, there's some things I have to say no to. And maybe not no to forever, but at least no for now. Uh, for others, maybe it's not that extreme. Uh, maybe it's not that you need to like totally get rid of things or add things. Maybe it's just that there's some things that you need to, that you need to ramp up a little bit. You know, it's not that you're not sleeping now. You just need to sleep more. <laughs> it's not that you've never are taking a date night. It's that you need to just take more regular date nights. It's not that you're not spending time with God. It's just that you need to ramp it up a little bit more. Or same, maybe there's some things that you just need to make a little bit less. I just need to ramp this down a little bit. It's not that I can't do it at all. You know, it's not that you can't watch TV shows, just maybe a little bit less. Not that I can't spend time on social media, just a little bit less so that I can prioritize more and more and more. Uh, and again, I, I by no means like set myself up as like perfect as an example for this. But uh, I have seen a regular kind of just thing in my life uh, that 
while like I see so many people getting so tired and so burnt out, I, I just I I do often feel full, and for sure part of that is part of just my wiring and how God set me up. Part of it is my family of origin. I get all that, but if if you know me and if you know like how we've tried to adjust our life over the last eight or nine years, I, I'm just a huge fan of all of this. That we've just become like maniacal about like here, I, I, I'm making a plan. Like I am sleeping. I, I, I need it. I do not do well on not very much sleep. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to prioritize it. I need it. I, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to spend time with God every single morning. I just, I have to carve out that time. I have to find time to exercise. We're going to go on a vacation every single year. We're going to take a day off. And I have just seen in my own life that as we have prioritized and said, these things are on our calendar in ink. We're not going to let the rest of our schedule just happen to us. These things are unmovable. Our our regular date night, our time to sleep, our vacation, they are going to happen hell or high water. I don't care who asks. I don't care what the appointment is. We are going to make time for these. And it makes a difference. And it matters. And you need to do it. And you need to have someone in your life who loves you enough to give you advice to encourage you to make those changes. Uh, And that's what uh, Moses did. Moses listened to all the advice that Jethro gave. And it says that Moses listened to Jethro's advice. He listened to all of it and said, that sounds good. I am going to put that into practice. And that's the way that I am going to live. Uh, Now, Last thing uh, before we take communion, this is going to lead us into our time of communion that we do each week, is that one of the biggest things that I think keeps us from making some of these decisions sometimes uh, is this one word, and it's this word, fear. Is that we're, we're afraid. There's, we think about, there's something inside us that says, if I, I get that I'm so busy driving my kids around all this stuff, but if I don't have my kids involved in all this stuff, then I'm scared they're going to fall behind. Then they're not going to be able to, they're not going to, you know, get the degree. They're not going to get the scholarship. You know, if I don't go along with everything else the culture's saying, I'm afraid. If I don't do all this stuff my boss is telling me to do, then I might not get the promotion. I might not, you know, we're just so scared that if we don't keep up this busy, crazy lifestyle that is so much of our American way, then somehow it's all going to fall apart. And what we believe and what gives us confidence that we can actually live these things out is that we believe that Jesus is actually real. We believe that he really is the Son of God. We believe that he really did come down to earth and he died on a cross and he resurrected, which means that everything he said is true, which means that he is actually more in charge of our lives. He's more in charge of our world than we are. And we don't need to sit around fretting all the time about, okay, I got to do all this because it's my schedule and my work, and if I don't do this, I'm going to get ahead. But God is actually in control. Here's how Jesus says it in Matthew 6. Do you have Matthew? There he goes. Uh, So, don't worry. Saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. But your heavenly Father, he knows. He knows what your kids need. He knows what you need. 
He knows money, you know, he knows, you know, all the tasks that you got to get done. He already knows, and he knows that you need them. He goes on, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Uh, this is Jesus' way of saying, say, do the things I'm telling you to do before you do what anyone else tells you to do. I, I told you to take a day off and take a Sabbath. I told you to sleep. I told you to take time to spend time with me. I told you to t- build time in relationships. And before you listen to what your boss has to say, and you should listen to what your boss has to say, before you listen to what, you know, what the rest of you know, society, culture is telling you to do, listen to me first. Seek my kingdom first and his righteousness. And all these other things, that they'll be given to you as well. And so therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Do you know why you can be free to take a day off and not answer any emails for a whole day? Uh, do you know how it would be free to say, you know what, honey? Uh, one thing is enough for you to be involved in right now. Uh, we're going to not, it, it's, it's too crazy. It's too, well, we're going to take you out of all this other stuff. Because we're not going to worry about, well, we're going to focus on the things that God tells us to focus on. And we're going to trust that he is right. So as we take communion today, let's take it remembering that there is a God who loves you and loves you enough to, he wants to give you rest. He wants to give you peace. He wants to make you full. But we're going to have to listen and trust him in the process of doing that. So let's take the bread Let's take the juice. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we thank you for the Jethro's of the world that are willing to look at us and our schedules and our lives and say, that's not good. (laughs) The, the, The way you're living is not sustainable. It's not good for you. It's not good for other people. And that you love us enough to encourage us to tell us that there is a different, better way to live. Uh, Help us to embrace that. And by your spirit and your power, give us that ability to choose that. Then we pray. Amen. Uh, Again, I want to thank you for joining us. I Take the step and get involved in one of these one-on-one relationships. Uh, Again, you can do it in one of two ways. Uh, if you know somebody already and like, you're already good friends, but you know, like, I, we, we're not talking about that, you know, we're not going into all that kind of my business. Uh, maybe you need to go to that friend and say, what if we took our relationship to the next level? What if we started meeting more regularly? What if we talked about things a little bit deeper? Uh, and then if you're doing that, we would love for you to let us know that. If you're like, I, all right, none of my friends are good candidates for this. I can't imagine having this kind of a conversation with any of my friends. Uh, we have folks that we would love to help pair you with, and either way, you can let us know that on the forum. Uh, and then on top of that, there's some other great ways that you can take a next step. So, Jessica, take it away. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us for the service today. Um, we really hope that you find it helpful to take some time to join us, to build community, um, to take the time to study the Word of God, and talk as a community. So um, there's a couple of things that we can do to take next steps. You know, we, 
we say all the time church is not just a building, but it's a group of people, and it's not just a Sunday thing, it's a lifestyle. And so um, two of those things are we have an email that goes out every Sunday. Um, it has next steps of like what we talked about today, questions you can ask yourself, you can ask others to build on what we've been talking about. And um, that goes out every day or every Sunday at 1. And so if you're already on the email list, you'll be receiving that. You can sign up for that uh, on the Connect card, but it'll also be posted on our Facebook page. Um, and as we go about our week, if there's anything you need at all, if there's another step you want to take, if you have questions about our church, questions about faith um, in Jesus, whatever it is, um, that Connect card is a great tool to connect with a leader. If you fill that out, we'll have someone connect with you this week. If there's any needs, we'd also love to hear from you so that we can do life together. Um, you're not alone. We're here for you. So we hope you have a great week. Enjoy spring break if you have children or winter break. It's not spring yet, almost. Um, and next week will be live kids service here. So RSVP if you have a child that you would like to bring. And we'll see you next week.